You're listening to Rama for Today. Now, some folks, it seems like it's difficult for them. Bless their hearts. You know, they don't want too much, you know, manifestation of any kind, you know. And then if there is some kind of manifestation, it's hard for them to distinguish. Is it God or is it the devil or, or just what is it? But if you just take a little Methodist sense, whoever does it will get the glory for it. Hallelujah. Welcome to Rama for Today. Kenneth E. Hagan continues his teaching, The Supernatural, next on Rama for Today Radio. Also, later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, let's join Brother Hagan for today's message. I think sometimes about the great Methodist movement. I've read extensively from John Wesley. Wesley talks about when the first person fell under the power of God in his meetings. He didn't know what it was. And you know, if you read the history of Methodism, you'll find out in John Wesley's meetings that when he had preached the power of God would fall, people would fall on the floor, hundreds of them. I said hundreds of them, falling under the power of God. Manifestation of the supernatural. Wesley says in his writings, I remember when the first person fell. A lady sitting right on the front pew just, just suddenly pitched out of her seat and fell on the floor. Well, he, right in the middle of his sermon, he naturally thought that, you know, something was wrong with her physically and that she had fainted or something. And he asked the question, is there a physician in the house? And there were three physicians. And he asked them to come and examine the woman. And the three doctors came and examined the woman. And they said, well, we don't understand it. Her heart beats normal. Her pulse is normal. Her respiration is normal, and, and yet she's cold all over. And, and then they said, she's under some kind of a spell or something. And then Wesley said there was a hypnotist present. And the hypnotist asked if he could have leave to examine her. And he examined her, and he said, well, hey, she's under some kind of a spell. He tried to bring her out of it, but he said, it's not a hypnotic spell. I can't bring her out of it. But she's under some kind of a spell. And people asked, is it God? And Wesley said, I don't know. And some other people said, is it the devil? And Wesley said, I don't know. But if you'll just all hang around for a while, when she comes out of it, whoever did it will get the glory for it. <laughs> glory to God. Wouldn't it be wonderful if we just had some good old-time Methodist sense? So the woman lay there. Wesley said for 45 minutes on the floor. He didn't resume his sermon. They all stood around and looked. Nobody went home. Nobody went home. You see, when the supernatural is in manifestation, they don't want to go home. They want to wait. Bless God. See what's going on. Hallelujah. Nobody left. Nobody left. They all stayed. And after about 45 minutes, a woman began to stir a little bit. Some folks helped her to her feet. And the first thing she said was, praise the Lord. The next thing she said was, glory to God. Wesley said, it's God. It's God. God did it. God did it. Amen. And so then, when the woman regained her composure, she began to talk about that while she was there on the floor, as the Methodists used to call it, in a trance. It's just falling under the power. In a trance. The Jesus came and appeared to her, took her up to heaven and escorted her through the glory world. She began to try to explain, describe some of it as best she could. I remember one of our Assembly of God ministers said to me, he was preaching years ago in Africa. 
And so he was preaching on one occasion in a Methodist church. So he said he just, you know, one of the larger cities, he said he just preached on uh, on salvation, you know. He believed the Baptist and the Holy Ghost speaking with tongues and all of that, but he just preached the salvation message. And he told me personally, he said, I gave an invitation because these were old-time Methodists and they still had a mourner's bench. And so five adults came to be saved. Well, the workers, the Methodist folks got out and prayed with them. And they not only got saved, but they fell out under the power, lying in the floor, speaking in tongues. And the assembly of God fell and said, oh, dear God, what in the world have I done? You know, I, I, I don't want to come in here and create confusion. And, and he said to the Methodist pastor, he said, now, nah, I didn't preach on the Baptist and the Holy Ghost. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't cause any problems for you. I don't believe it's right for Christians to go around causing problems for other people. You know, I wouldn't come into your church and try to preach something, you know, different than what you do. And, and he said, I, you know, I just preached on salvation. And then they, these folks came to get saved. Now then they wound up, you know, speaking in tongues and being baptized the Holy Ghost. And this Methodist pastor said, is that what you Pentecostals call the Baptist Holy Ghost? Yeah. Well, he said, all oh, my converts get that for the last 35 years. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. He said, we just call it going into a trance. Going into a trance. Well, blessed be God. The Methodist, you know, pretty well right about that. Bible said Peter went on the housetop to pray and said he fell in a trance. Actually, the Greek says he fell over bondedly. Hallelujah, because the power of God came on him. And so the power of God came on that lady in John Wesley's meeting, you see. He said, it's God. The first thing she said was, praise the Lord. Now, some folks, it seemed like it's difficult for them. Bless their hearts. You know, they don't want too much, you know, manifestation of any kind, you know. And then if there is some kind of manifestation, it's hard for them to distinguish. Is it God or is it the devil or, or just what is it? But if you just take a little Methodist sense, whoever does it will get the glory for it. Hallelujah. I remember one of my meetings in East Texas, in Tyler, Texas, a Presbyterian lady. I know she's Presbyterian because she told me. And she had never been to one of those meetings before. And so she said to me, said, I, I, you know, I, I saw all this falling under the power business and all that sort of scared me. But I, I'm uh, so crippled up with arthritis. I mean, it took her nearly 10 minutes to get out of the front. Had the birthday carry and the cane one hand, the husband on the other hand. The power of God came on her. She hit the floor like you'd knocked her in the head with a baseball bat. Amen. And I thought about, here's a Presbyterian woman, never been to a Pentecostal service, never been where the supernatural is in manifestation. She lay there under the power a while. You know what happened? Directly she began to move a little bit, and the lady and her husband, I just stood and watched, helped her to her feet. The first thing that Presbyterian, well, she wasn't used to talking that way. The first thing she said as she was getting up was, praise the Lord. She got up on her feet. The next thing she said was, glory to God. The next thing, her husband tried to hand her a walking stick, her cane. She said, can't you see that? I don't need that. All of her arthritis had disappeared. <laughs> Glory to God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God for the supernatural. I was reading, you know, after George Whitfield, who was a colleague of, of Wesley. And it's a historical fact. He came over here to the United States to preach. And he was preaching on the courthouse square in Boston, Massachusetts. Well, a lot of the young men and the boys climbed up in the trees, you see, because there's a crowd around there. And that Methodist preacher got up to preach. And he believed in the power of God and in the supernatural and in the manifestation and demonstration of God's spirit. 
And he said, now, before I start preaching, he said, you fellas come down out of those trees. Because he said, when I start preaching, the power will fall. Amen. The power will fall. And he said, it'll fall on you. And you fall out of those trees and I'm going to get hurt. So come on down. He wouldn't start his sermon until they men and the young boys and all got down out of the trees. And then that Methodist preacher, George Whitfield, started preaching, and the power fell on the courthouse square. It's a historical fact in Boston, Massachusetts, and people fell all over the ground there under the power of God. Or somebody said, we don't need that nowadays. My friends, the, the hunger and the desire in man for the supernatural is just as great as it ever was. How can you judge these things? Well, if it brings blessing to people, if it brings blessing to people, if it magnifies Jesus and glorifies the Lord and helps humanity, then bless God, it's all right. Can you say amen? I was preaching several years ago in Phoenix, Arizona, full gospel businessmen's convention. When they used to have the convention out there, you know, at the Ramada Inn before they moved it. And then after the convention, I'd rented a hall there in the same Ramada Inn and had a five-day faith seminar. And so I remember then the, the next year we were back there and they moved down to Bellwell. I was back there teaching full God forbid the men and uh, convention again and then while I'm there uh, I decided that we would uh, you know have a crusade again in the city and, and it's, it's hard to get something in the wintertime. Folks want to go where it's warm in the wintertime. We couldn't get anything so the first assembly of God there in Phoenix offered us their building. And so we had a seminar there, our crusade in their building after the Full God Businessmen's Convention. And so a gentleman came to me. He said, Brother Egan, I was, I was uh, introduced last year to, to your ministry out at the Ramadi Inn. He went on to say to me that he had been in the armed service of the United States and, and, and had retired as a lieutenant colonel, but that in the service he had become an alcoholic. I put myself into three government hospitals to take the alcoholic cure, and I came out drinking. Since I've been out of service, I've been, I put myself into three private institutions to take the cure for alcoholism, and I came out drinking. And so he said, then I remembered when I was a little boy, I was raised up in the Lutheran church. But he said, when I was about 13 years old, I became personally acquainted with Jesus. When I was older in my teenage, and about the time I joined the service, I got away from God. He said, I got out on my knees and said, Lord, I know I knew you when I was a 13-year-old boy. And I'm like the prodigal son of old, I'm coming back home. And he said, I know the Lord took me back. On the inside of me, in my spirit, it's just like a two-ton weight rolled off of my heart, my spirit. And I had joy on the inside, but my body was still bound with that alcohol demon. And he said, about that time, he said, uh, friend of mine said, there's a meeting going on out here to Ramadi Inn, and there's a man laying hands on people, and they're getting healed and delivered from the devil and every bondage. Come and go with me. So he said, I was desperate. I went out there last year with my friend. Well, he said, I've never been in anything like that, seeing people, all of them, lift their hands and pray at one time. And, Pray out loud and praise God. Then you started the healing line and people started falling and it scared me. I started to run. And then I said, no, 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 I need help. I'm desperate. I'm desperate. I need help. I'm going down there. I believe the power of God can help me. And he said, I said to my friend, I'm going down there and having lay hands on me. But I'm not going to fall like the rest of them do. Welcome to Rima for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. 
You can find more great materials by Kenneth E. Hagan, Kenneth W. Hagan, and the rest of the Hagan family by visiting our online bookstore. I want to tell you about this month's radio offer. This month, we're offering Kenneth E. Hagan's three-CD set, A Fresh Anointing. We're also offering Lynette Hagan's CD, Fuel Your Passion for God. Last but not least is Kenneth W. Hagan's book entitled, Overflow, Living Above Life's Limits. All these items at the special price of $35. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G, rhema.org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Right now, let's join Kenneth and Lynette Hagen. Oh, a cell, a cyber cell, November the 27th through the 28th, uh, starts on Monday at 12.01 a.m. and goes through Tuesday at 11.59 p.m. Central yes. Standard Time, 50% off of, of our Faith Library publications, publications. Uh, books, and uh, CDs, except and the Legacy Bible. Except the Legacy Bible. That's right. That's online only. So yes. this is a good time uh, to refill your library because probably you've given people, you know, some of our products and you didn't get them back. <laughs> yes. And so, and also, I'll tell you what, these products are good stocking stuffers. Yeah. Yes. You can go to rhema.org for all the details. Tomorrow, more from Kenneth E. Hagen with his teaching, The Supernatural. If you'd like, you can visit our online bookstore at rhema.org. Thanks for listening to Rhema for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan.